Blog Talk Radio. Anyway, look, I got to move on to uh, yeah, yeah, your we're jokes. Yeah, we're running out of time. 
enough of your jokes. Okay, I like the uh, look. I like I the psychologist guy a lot too. I like the psychologist too. You guys don't. You have no interest in him. I, I can bring him back every month. I find him uh, fascinating. Anyway, we're going to our guest today. Okay, I hope she's fascinating and she can come back a lot of times as well. I think of her name as Danny Bird. Hey, Danny Bird, but it's actually Danielle Baird on Twitter. She's Danny Baird. D A N I B A. I-R-D-1, Danny Baird-1. Danielle, are you here? I am, yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, but you are staticky. (laughs) But let's give it a shot. You know what? If we can't hear you, I'll ask Jerry the questions. Okay, so look, I got a question. I trust Jerry. Thank you. Okay. I got a question for you. On, On Twitter, you've got a nice smiley picture. That makes people want to say hi. And, and on LinkedIn, you've got a kind of sullen smile. Uh, why did you decide to choose those two different pictures? Uh, one happy one for Twitter and a, a sort of a miserable one for LinkedIn. <laughs> my my miserableness comes out when I'm on LinkedIn. Um, no, I I don't know. I just I didn't really ever think about it. You know, they push about how you're supposed to be so professional, and I just don't know yeah. how how smiley yeah. I'm supposed. Okay, is this the phone you use for work? Because it is garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. Throw it out. Yeah, it's bad. There. It, if he if he agrees with me, you know I'm right. Okay. Okay. So look, you work for I can a company. Do the cell phone. Okay, Dad, call me on You'll the other phone. Call back I'll in. talk to Jerry. Yeah, okay. call back. I'll talk. I'll talk to Jerry for a minute. Jerry, okay. is there anything you'd like to tell us? You want? Is there anything? Anybody want to talk? Anybody want to talk? Anybody on the line want to say something? Hello? Whatever. Um, can you hear me? Hear me? You're not if you all talk at the same time. I can't hear you. Okay, I, I'm here. I'm I here to answer Jerry. any questions that people might have. But okay. Meanwhile, I'm going to open a bag of Doritos Cool Ranch. Uh-huh. I feel like singing Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Bear, the pipes, the pipes. Oh, here she is. Is that Let's you, Danny? This one. It is. Is that you? Danny, is wake up. Yeah, so so. What's Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe a recruiter doesn't have a phone I can hear them on. Uh, you know <laughs> I'm gonna cut out um, this part I, of the I show. Have a closet, so that might have something to do with it. What are you doing? A closet of an office. I have a closet of You're... an office that might have something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just painfully move forward, okay? Okay. So you're you're working for an RPO. Am I right about that? Is it an RPO or is it a bigger bigger than an RPO? It's it's a little bigger. It's a mix of RPO and then we have our internal folks that just kind of pay a, a nominal fee for HR services and we recruit for them as well. Okay. Okay. And so you're focusing though on accounting and finance rules. Am I right? I am. I've I've done a little bit of everything, but right now I'm accounting and finance. For medium-sized companies right across the United States, yes? Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay. And you say that you like being in recruiting because you really enjoy helping people. That's what drives you. I never thought recruiting was about helping people. Why, Why did you say that? Of course, it's about helping people. Um, oh. Helping people on both sides of the spectrum. I'm helping my clients find the right fit so they can go about their business, and then I'm helping someone either just get a job or hopefully find the job that they really enjoy doing. Yeah, but isn't all business then helping people? Whatever you do, you're helping somebody. Yeah, but some fit my personality and others don't. Recruiting seems to fit my personality better. Okay. Okay, and so uh, here's a question. Do you know what blockchain is? There's I don't. Lots of articles about, there's lots of articles about it. You don't know what it is? Jerry, do you know what blockchain is? Uh, about as much as anybody else does, some weird kind of money. Uh, that's Bitcoin. <laughs> no, blockchain is, is, is the um, accounting of it all through Various shared servers across yeah, the world. Okay, I just want to see. I don't think anybody really knows much about it, uh, and everybody's talking about it. Okay. Now, did you, you read have, that article you know, yesterday? Yeah, I read it. It's the already uh, going down the tubes. It's it 
it has um, the the term blockchain was used 80% less in the most recent round of corporate conference call uh, conversations. It's over. I didn't read that article. Okay, you're telling me more than I want to know. <laughs> Last week, Danny, we had Lori uh, Rudiman on here for a few minutes, and she says that when you meet somebody, you have to ask them what they're in a professional uh, situation, what their preferred pronoun is. And they might like Z, Zer, and Zers instead of, you know, he, she, and them. Uh, do you ever do that? Here's what the format she said you should use. Hello, my name is Danielle. It's nice to meet you. The pronouns I use are she, her, and hers. How about you? Do you, do you, do you, do you That's ridiculous. No. <laughs> really? You don't want to do that? You said you like helping people. Okay. okay. I, I, I do. I'm just not sure where the helping part comes into play with that. Okay. Here's the uh, – it's a diversity issue. Uh, here's your uh, a real question. Uh, do you plan your days? Do you plan your days? I do not. I am definitely more fly by the seat of my pants. Really? So what do you do the first yeah. thing you come in? You know, have a coffee, start talking to people for half an hour, and then, you know, think, hey, what should I do now? Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> not bad. That's yeah. what I do, too. Okay, so you don't no. plan. Because uh, some people, I, I don't know, some people think planning is, is the key. But it might be, you know, depend on the person. Okay, do you have a, do you do any sourcing? I do. It's uh, uh-huh. What kind of sourcing? What are, your prim- what, what are your primary sources? As far as tools? Pardon me? Tools? Yeah. Yeah, what kind of yeah. tools do you use? Or, you know, maybe I was assuming you were going to say LinkedIn is my source, or the primary platform I use, or my hunting ground. But you can talk about tools that you use as well. Go ahead, whatever you'd like to talk about. Yeah, I mostly use Career Builder. I'm, I'm still kind of What do you use, Sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to repeat Hello? everything because of your lousy phone. What did you Career just say? Builder. Jerry, what did she say? Hey, Danny, I got something you might want to put on your planner for tomorrow. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Go get a phone that works. Yeah, <laughs> what did she say? Right. Does anybody know? I, I think, think she said, said career, career builder. builder. I think she said career Correct. builder. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. So you so you post ads. Is that your primary way of getting uh, candidates, posting ads on career builder? No, it's uh, Boolean in career builder. Boolean in Career Builder. Oh, so you yes. just use their resume database. You don't. Uh, you don't. You don't. You don't post. Why don't you post ads if you're using that site already? Well, I do both, but I don't want to wait, so I'll go source. Uh-huh. So, so the kind. What kind of people do they have in, in Career Builder? We, you know, keep hearing that you know you really get only blue collar or low level people from. Um, job board databases, if you want someone who's more professional, you have to go to LinkedIn. What kind of people are you pulling out of the Career Builder database? Yeah, Uh, I I would kind of agree with that. If I'm doing more of a controller CFO role, I do go to LinkedIn. But for my regular accounting clerk, staff accountant, Career Builder has been fine. Okay, so are those people CPAs or just clerks, use that term? Are they CPAs or, or are they clerks? Yeah, are they CPA. chartered public accountants? They are. You're, yeah, so you can find those are those are real. Uh, that that's not a junior role. Someone's a, a CPA, and you can pull them out of Career Builder. Okay. And, I do. And is there a spe- is there a specific time of day that you source? You know, you come in like after you have that coffee, you feel all juiced up, and you think that's the best time for you to do sourcing, or is that when you know first thing in the morning? Is that when you make your 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 uh, cold calls, if you make them. What do you do first thing during the day? Uh, first thing I do, uh, go through my emails and see if I need to connect with any of my clients. I do update calls and connect with my clients. And then just kind of start reviewing resumes if I have any applications. I normally Okay, like moving on, moving on, first. moving on. Okay, what about Twitter? I noticed that your Twitter feed is just all job uh, announcements, job ads. Do you get any results from there? I don't. I I think those are honestly on a repeat feed. <laughs> I'm not a big Twitter fan, admittedly. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so you don't even, you don't get any results from those. No, normally it's um, from our own website. Has been the post and pray mostly. Okay, not uh, moving on. I'm trying to get get something that's some meat. Tell me tell me if I'm getting warm or if there's some hey, topic animal, that you can. Can you hear me? Am I on? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Who is it? It's Anthony. Anthony Caputi, recent guest. Okay, well, yeah. you have a question? Oh, May I ask a question? I, I yeah, chat. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so we were we had an interesting conversation on Facebook today on on your group, and so I'd like to ask her when she tells when does she tell the candidate that's in second place that's probably not going to get the job that they're probably not going to get the job when does she let them know that they're number two, not number one? I did read that um, as well, and I was in agreement. I can't remember who said it that it would be kind of dumb for me to tell the candidate without my job being filled that they were second choice. I am going to sit on them until my job is filled, and that may or may not be the right way to go about it. Anybody well, else want to comment on that? that? Yeah. Does anyone disagree? I am guilty of stringing people along, using a variety of uh, words and phrases that don't really mean anything. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, what yeah, do you do? A lot of that. Anthony, it's Anthony like, Caputi. What do you do, Anthony? It sounds like you're are you really honest and say, hey, hey, Bill, you're number two. I don't know if it's going to go your way, so he can go and look for another nope. job and leave leave you, uh, you know, behind in the dust. Nope. I was hoping that some of the uh, those that were vocal on the be fully transparent were going to be on this call. But any transparent not, so people? No any fun. transparent people here? Where, where was this discussion, Anthony? What's that? Where was this discussion you're talking about? This was the, the discussion with uh, what's the guy that's called um, uh, H uh, H A or something like that. It's got a made up nickname. He's the where. On my group, on, on my Facebook group. Oh, that's why I didn't see it. Yeah, okay. No, he did. He commented on it. it was, he didn't get the okay. job. Um, Nobody's then, interested. Here, he, I'll tell you what she's interested in. I forgot, okay? Here she says, Danny says, I'm a big proponent of personality when it comes to speaking with clients, okay? So what does that mean, Danny? I can walk you through it, or you can just take it off from going, you know, take <laughs> Either from way it. is fine. I mean, I feel like I am more informal with my clients and with my candidates. So, you know, it's not so much of a, hello, how are you doing today? It's, hey, it's Danny. Do you have time to talk? So I'm definitely more informal. That's just my personality type, and it seems to work with me and not so much with other people. And some people don't agree with being informal. But what do they want? Me, so what I do they prefer? I don't. I don't really get it. You just, what you said sounds normal to me. What do those guys prefer? Yeah, right. Um, no, that it needs to be extremely all the time professional. This is Danny. Not so much. How are you doing? Who gives a shit about your weekend? I shouldn't be asking questions about you know what you did. I should just get to the point and move on. Uh huh. Yeah, because you said professionals need to lighten up. You said a simple inquiry as to the weather in the client's city of residence might open the lines of communication and provide valuable insight into his or her personality. So you always ask about the weather. What's the weather like where you are? Is that what you recommend? I just meant more small talk. So weather, weekend, you know, how are the kids? What's up with your dog? Any kind of Do you know them well enough to ask about their kids? Would you ask a stranger how are your kids? I mean, How are the kids? I don't have any kids. Is, is that the answer have, you ever get? Well, no, but I mean, some of my clients, I realize that they have kids because they'll be like, hey, i got to go to the baseball game for the kids tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, well, how yeah. the baseball game go? Uh-huh. Okay, that's with clients that you're dealing with on a regular basis. What about candidates, potential candidates that you don't know? How do you break the ice with them? That's definitely more in general. It depends on the candidate. I mean, if it's a higher-level candidate, then we can just chat more about their background, where they went to school, what did they do in school, um, you know, those kinds of not really informal. A a high-level candidate, listen to me, listen to me. A high-level candidate 
has already left school far behind, and you actually spend a lot of time talking about their school? Well, if they're still involved, like you can see on their LinkedIn page, maybe they do volunteer work or they could be in some kind of organization still with their fraternity and getting involved in that way. Either way, I try to talk about things besides the job I'm calling them about. Well, how would you bring how would you bring that up about their school? Hey, I saw hey, hey, hey Bill or hey Mary, who you've never spoken to before. Uh, how do you let's let's get into it. I mean, oh, so first I mean, of all, you make you know everyone's at Texas A&M. I'm in Houston area. Everyone's Texas A&M. Did you see the game? What do you think about the game? And if there's zero interest, then obviously I know to move on. Um, but, I mean, there's a ton of information on their resumes and LinkedIn pages that I could go off of to ask them. Besides. Really? But, uh, here, let's, let's talk. Do you make actually cold calls to people? You call on the phone? You phone people who um, you've never I, spoken to? Pardon me? Yeah, of course. All the okay. Time. So. And that's without sending an email first. Email right. first or cold call first? Nope, just cold call. Okay, and so how to run us through it. I want to figure out how you get to the point where you ask them about seeing the game. Hi, you say, it's hi, it's Danny. You've never spoken to me before in the world, in, in your life. How, did you see the game on the weekend? You're I mean, is that how it goes? animal. It doesn't mean every conversation I have is, you know, uh, get-to-know-you conversation. No, no, listen, everybody. Uh, you know, people are going to say I'm an idiot, but God, trust me, Glenn Cappy, super recruiter, much more famous and respected than me, has announced regularly on his Facebook feed that he hates small talk, okay? He's given out advice how to be a recruiter. He hates small talk, and we've got a recruiter on the phone now who says it's an essential part of her approach to other people, candidates, and clients included, okay? So I want to know how to do it. It doesn't come naturally for me, okay? What do I say? Hey, Jerry, my name is Recruiting Animal. Uh, I'm working on a position right now, but before we talk about it, I want to know if you saw the game on the weekend. Is that how it works? What do I do? What are the steps? <laughs> I mean, it, it can. Do so would you really do that, Animal? What, uh, Jerry, no, you're just being facetious. No, Jerry, hold on a of second. Glenn Cappy. Glenn Cappy. The, the informal conversation as as total chit chat, and I'm obviously here to do a job. I only have so many minutes to get to the point of what I'm calling somebody about. It's just the tone of voice. And the words that I use are more informal than what I think a lot of other people I've dealt with think I should be using. Okay, you're back. And don't backpedal, okay? You said you talk about the game. All I ask is, so, so when you call someone up out of the blue, what's the first thing you say to them? If I call them up out of the blue, I introduce myself. I do say that I came across their info on whatever, career builder, you know, this is Danny. Found your resume on Career Builder. I'm looking, and I'm doing accounting. People, they're boring anyway. So, hey, it's Danny. I'm looking for an accountant in such and such place. Was hoping you might have a minute to talk. And they're like, yeah, great. I'm like, great. I I appreciate it. You know, hey, you might hear my dog in the background. I apologize. I'm just working from home. I'm hoping you're having a good day. This is what I'm selling. Blah blah blah. This is the job. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, okay. So some people think those are not information that I should be sharing, that I'm working from home, that there's this noise possibly going on in the background. That's more what I mean about being informal. Uh-huh. Okay. Or you could say that's the football game in the background. I'm I'm watching it while I'm talking to you. <laughs> Focus, focus, animals. Okay. Anybody game. else, before I leave this, there's other people on the line. Does anybody want to comment on that? Am I the only one who, you know, wants to know how she brings in – I mean, you gave us a good example right now. You give some sort of free tangential information for them to pick up on if they want to. If they want to be friendly, they could start talking about what kind of dog do you have. Or, Correct. Yeah, how do you like working at home? You've given them some bait to make it more personal. Okay, I see right. that's one way you do it. Okay, now you also have to take this into your email as well. You say you say that sending emails that are direct and to the point it make it, it makes it appear like you don't care about anybody else. You're just interested 
in you know what your needs are, and and you find them kind of cold. Okay, you don't like that kind of email. Am I right? Correct. Pardon me. Yes, that's correct. And um, I should probably preface when I wrote that article several years ago. Louder, louder. When I wrote that article, that was a couple of years ago when things were a lot more professional, I think. Things have become more of a conversation. It's not a pure interview, question one, question two. Um, And I had already moved into the conversational interview during that timeline, so it was not recepted by my management all that well. Now it is, but it wasn't at the time. Really? You know, two years ago, it was only 2016. It wasn't ancient history. I'm surprised you know, you'd oh, no, have I such agree. a big culture shift. No, no. What? That management culture shift. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm surprised they've gone through such a big shift in uh, only recently. Okay, but anyway, your point is, and you would advise other recruiters, depending on their personality, to ask somebody, I hope you had a good weekend, even if it's someone you've never spoken to before, uh, to break down barriers. That's what, you, that's what you keep saying in your article. And you say that simple inquiry as to how their day is going might actually make their day a bit brighter, right? It can. Yeah. You say if your email only demands answers, you have lost something. Those are your words. You're very serious about that, right? Yes. Okay. And you also I I advise think- people to use caps to make certain words in the body of their email in capital letters to add some pizzazz and personality to the message. Am I right about that? Yes, your emails are probably all in caps, but yes, I do think okay, no, some you say I enjoy. Okay, look, people might say, you say I enjoy using all caps to emphasize important words, especially when discussing non-work-related topics I feel that is what makes me a good recruiter. This is no joke for you. It's uh, part of your essence as a professional. Am I right? Yes, my personality. Okay. Anybody else can come in on this. Everybody's so quiet, but I find it interesting. Next topic in the same area, emoticons. Okay. A smiley face. You say a smiley face. <laughs> I was surprised when I read this. A smiley face at the end of an occasional statement might not be a bad thing, though including them after every sentence to show your current emotional state might be viewed as immature, right? So you pu- will you put those in business emails as well, a smiley face? Not on my first email in, like to the uh-huh. individual. Okay. No, of course not. Okay, but if I do, you think there would be a difference if I put a smiley face at the end of a sentence, and you, because you're a young woman, and I'm a middle-aged man, it might not look hey, good for me. I've had CFOs and their sentences with a smiley face. So Jerry, again, Jerry, are you in the smiley face field? Jerry, are you waiting? Yeah, I do. I do here? smiley faces. Yeah, sure. Uh, you, hold on, you, you're writing to these uh, these programmers who sure. you said a lot of them are, are uh, ancient, and you yeah. put a smiley face in your well, email? Ancient people smile, guys. too. <laughs> Does anybody else on the line put smiley faces into their recruiting email? I don't do anybody? Every, every line, but more often than not, sure. We all do. Okay. It's, a, you, it's a form of communication, I nev- dude. I never, I never uh, use I a use smiley, smiley face. I smiley faces on the text. Okay, as an example, I just had maybe two weeks ago a hiring manager call my director and say that he did not want to work with me because I was too cold. And when my director went into more detail on how I was coming across as cold, his response was because I never said, hello, how are you doing in my email? And his emails to me were always very short and curt. Hey, what's the number for this guy? How many resumes have you seen? My responses were the same, curt and to the point. I've seen 25, I've interviewed 10, I've sent you two. End of my email. 
he took that as me being a cold individual and didn't want that personality to come across as the personality for his company and decided he didn't want to work with me anymore because of that miscommunication. So, of course, from then on, I had to say, you know, hello, how are you doing? I hope you're having a great day. Here's my update. Let me know if you have any questions. Have a great weekend. And then everything turned around and he was hunky-dory. I've never heard of such a thing. i got to tell you, that's blowing me away, more than the smiley faces. Okay. <laughs> you made your point. i got to do an ad. Hey, everybody, Recruiting Animal here for HoneIt, H-O-N-E-I-T, phone interview technology. That's what it is. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers quickly hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that a recruiter like Danny just heard. Personality is very important to her, and it's very important to you, too. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it speaks volumes. You can't get that from a resume or from a report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle. With Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. And look, if you like reading better than listening, it automatically turns the interview into a transcript as well. And final thing, Honeit, they told me to say this, is designed by recruiters for recruiters. <laughs> okay, back to Danny Bird. I like the passion you did in that last answer, okay? I, I, was on the, I knew this was a thing for you, and I was talking about planning and stuff. Uh, I, I, I took the interview at first in a, in a wrong direction. You're hot now, Danny. Just keep it going, okay? What do you want to talk about? Uh, look, I, I saw a thing about, uh, and everybody's seen it, this uh, company in England, and there's companies like this in Sweden, they put chips, they implant microchips into their uh, employees. If you had a client like that, you think you could sell it? Would you feel awkward telling people, you know, that this is part of the requirement of the job? Yeah, I don't really know how how I would. I did see that article as well. I don't know how that would go as far as selling that. I I would feel uncomfortable myself doing that, so I don't know if I could sell that job. Well, I <laughs> could. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have any problem at all. Hey, it's a little chip. You'll never notice it, okay? What's the big deal? It's a good position. You would not, animal. They're no way. up on you and following you. No way. I don't know if they're tracking you. Okay. Yeah, what no about you would. this? Okay. Anybody else can co- can comment. What about Anthony Caputi? Still here? Would you have any problem selling a company that puts uh, microchips in your candidates? Yes. Sorry. You no. would? Excitement here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> some some people, you know, commented. They said it's against the Bible. Okay. I didn't read that part of the Bible, but no. I was surprised. Okay. What about this, Danny Bird? Okay, do you have any experience with per- in your company with personality assessments? Since they are an HR solutions company, um, you know, I thought they might actually be offering them. Not many of us here do. Do they do that? Yeah, we do. We do the personality and cognitive. What, what brand? What companies? What tests? Uh, I believe. Let me see. Which one? Can't hear it's you. It's a proprietary one that we came up with. Oh, oh, you've got your own. Okay. Okay, and how do you find the, you know, when this psychologist I mentioned in the introduction, when he, you know, raves about personality tests, you'll get people like Rich or or Alan saying that they're garbage, right? They don't really reflect what they already know about the candidate. Do you find that the personality assessments uh, enhance your understanding of the candidates? I do not. I'm not a big fan of them. I, you know, review the requirements with my clients, but just let them know it's just one more tool. It's it's not a make it or break it, and I hate it when they try to make it a break, like make it a break kind of decision. Really? Now, hold on a second. Do you find that the, the personality assessment from the psychological test, they conflict with your own uh, assessment or your own impression of the candidates? I do, because there's always those outlier factors that could have affected them when they took the test. So whatever could be going on while they're taking the test could manipulate their answers, and it won't. It could come back wrong. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, boy, I, you know, I, I was hoping that these tests would actually be the answer. I mean, he says they 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 are consistent from childhood till death. You know, what you show up uh, when you're five years old, it's going to show up when you're 75. They predict performance way better than any other tool. And I'm looking to get somebody who's out in the field as a recruiter, you know, actually telling me they've had that kind of result. So far, I haven't. What about AI, artificial intelligence? That's something we hear about every single day. It's going to take our jobs away. It's going to, you know, help recruiters. Uh, Has it affected you at all, AI? No, we still do pretty much a lot of things manual, and people are involved in everything. So moving on. Okay, that's a no. Just say no. Okay, if the hiring manager doesn't like slow talkers, right? If the hiring manager says, uh, when someone comes into an interview and talks slow, I can't stand them, okay? I try to be open-minded about it, but it drives me crazy. If you're taking a job description from a hiring manager and she tells you that's how she feels about people who talk slow, are you going to present slow talkers or are you going to stay away from them? Well, no, I'll stay away from them, of course. Yeah? Okay, well, some people say that's uh, discrimination. That's not right. I think you're right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Michael G. Cox, are you here today? Are you uh, asleep or you got an opinion? Michael G. Okay. Anthony Caputi, do you have an opinion? Does any other recruiter have an opinion about slow talkers? I don't like them either. Boring. Can you hear me? Okay, move on. Move on. Okay. Move on. Okay. So you do Boolean searches. (laughs) You do Boolean searches on on Career Builder. You told us that already. Uh, what about are you are you really good at Boolean? I think I'm good at Boolean. <laughs> yeah, give give yourself a grade on a scale of one to a hundred, uh, with hundred being you know, uh, Irina or Kathy or Shally. Where where would you rate yourself? Ooh. I mean, probably at eighty nine, ninety. I think. Wow. I'm Wow, and how did you become that good? Can you tell us if I wanted to become a, a great or to be, you know, close to you and my skill as a Boolean uh, string writer, what what should I do? How did you do it? It's it's always the same basic concepts, I guess. It's just doing research to find more keywords to throw in it, but other than that, the structure is always the same. Okay, so with the you know, yeah. with the but there's pipes, there's pipes, and there's brackets. If it was so easy, there wouldn't be so many classes on it, right? I suppose. Okay, you don't want to answer this question. Just say, look, I can't give you an answer to that question. What about Facebook graph I, search? Are I you just using don't that? Think it's that- I don't know. Well, everybody, okay. Uh, uh, okay, well, not everybody's good at Boolean. In fact, uh, you're, ma- you're making me do an ad but for Hire Tool, okay? Hire Tool, if you're using Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, it's a super-duper sourcing tool. You don't have to know how to uh, write a Boolean string to do a search. You go to HireTool.com, and you put in your search uh, terms in regular, everyday language. And it creates the Boolean string for you. It creates the search string for you, and it searches a whole bunch of sites at the same time, which makes it a lot faster. Facebook, LinkedIn, GitHub, you name it. Then it returns a ranked list of potential candidates from the closest fit to the least. And it guesses you know, what, their, uh, what their salaries are. It guesses who's probably most ready to make a move and it sends you on your way. Everybody is always raving about it. Hire tool, hire tool, hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Go and check it out. Have you ever used hire tool? I have a few times. Yes, you have a few times? Yes. What about you've used, you know, hire tool has, I'll add to the ad, they've got a free Chrome extension. You should go and check it out if you haven't, people. And it gives you, uh, personal and professional contact information, email addresses, and phone numbers. What tools do you use for, for getting that information? Uh, yeah, hire tools, just going on LinkedIn. I mean, there's a lot of Google apps that change on a regular basis, so it just kind of depends on 
on what's out right now. Hey, no, 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 don't it's talk like that on the show. Uh, look, you know, we got people. We got people calling in to find out stuff. Say, don't say, oh, there's lots of them. That's not the kind of answer I'm looking for. Okay, say I use this. And say Hunter.io, if that's what you use. I use Hire Tool. I use Lucia, okay? Or whatever you use, I want to hear what it is. Can you do that for me? Profit. I use Profit. Profit? Okay, didn't that uh-huh. discontinue for a long time? Isn't it just coming back? For some of them. Yeah, for some of them. Links. Okay, I'm sort of lost you. Okay. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? <clears throat> do I have to push it? Okay, what about x-ray searches on Google? Do you do a lot of those? I don't. Admittedly, I have had enough luck finding folks that I don't have to go too crazy on the sourcing tools. Yeah, okay. What if money, what if you cold call somebody and money is the first thing the person talks about when you contact her? Hi, it's Danny. I'm a headhunter, and I'm working on a position that might interest you based on what I saw of your profile online. And, and, and this Sally says, Danny, what kind of money are we talking about? How do you reply to that? Normally I do respond, but they've already given me a bad taste, so it depends on how the rest of the conversation goes. I might cut it short and move on. Why? Um, I just feel like what they're looking for is, is not what I'm wanting normally. I mean, what, money? Is, is there something, like, is money poison? Is there something wrong with money? No, but they should at least know what the job is, who the company is, where it is. There's so many other perks besides the salary I'm potentially offering. Okay. So, you know what? I've heard, in fact, Lou Adler says, even the good candidates always ask about money first. And the thing is, you have to teach them. I personally think it's a good first question, and it's really relevant, okay? But some recruiters think it's not what people should be talking about first. So he just tells them, look, this is a career-oriented move for you. Uh, Money's not the main consideration or the first consideration. We should be talking about what else it can offer you first, which is what you're saying. But he's willing to guide the – ignorant uh, candidate, right? You're not. You just want to dump them right away. You think that's biased? I do. These people aren't experienced. They don't know, you know, anything. They, you know, they just, they're dumb. And they owe money. What's money? Okay. Well, no. I mean, if I'm talking to a warehouse guy, yeah, okay, you're kind of dumb and ignorant when it comes to what you should be asking in in a conversation like this. But if I'm talking to a controller or a manager that is on the receiving end of interviewing as well, they should know not to ask something like that right off the bat. Okay. If you say so, dear. Okay. I don't, I don't I think do. so. Well, how often? They're not looking for jobs every day. Okay. What about, you know, okay, I have to do another ad, but for, I'm going to give you something. like and, uh, Andrew Godomsky, I, I think uh, I saw this on Jerry's uh, site, okay? Uh, Andrew what Godomsky. Site? Hold on a minute. What? I saw this on your group. You're still here. I thought you left already. Oh, I saw oh, this oh, on no. your group today. No, I saw this on your no, group. No, 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 no. I'm here. Andrew Godomsky. Andrew Godomsky, he, uh, he made a really interesting comment about counteroffers. He's a past uh, guest on the show multiple times. Okay, he said, I always assume the counteroffer is going to happen. So, you know, I, I get to talk. I talk about it early before the candidate even agrees to go to an interview. And if, the, if someone says, look, if they offer me more money to stay, I'm going to stay. And he'll say, then go ask for more money, Okay. Tell your boss, you know, you're not valued. He doesn't want to send them out uh, or even consider them uh, right at the, from a very, you know, get-go. I, I, I'm surprised. I, th- I thought it was a little on the confrontational side. But I'm going to ask you in a minute what you think of that, Danny. But right now we're going to go to a commercial, everybody. Well, hold on. I have to go to a commercial. Somebody's got to pay for Jerry's coffee, okay? Now, look, everybody. It's here again <laughs> for PC Recruiter. Okay, I want to tell you, if you're a regular listener, you hear me talking about PC Recruiter all the time, right? And I keep saying you might want to give it a try, but you know how it is. You've got, you're invested into your own system, and you're saying, oh, I don't want to go through all the trouble to make a switch to another 
recruiting software. But look, I've got to tell you, it ain't so hard. It's pretty easy. PC Recruiter makes it easy because they want to lure you into giving them a trial run. There's two types of conversions. One's fast and simple. Boom. The other is custom made just for you. Whichever one you like, that's what they'll give you. And look, remember this. If you're a recruiter, it doesn't matter if you're a kitchen table recruiter like Jerry working out of your own home or a member of a big recruiting team. If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. They want to help you. Big or small, they help them all. So go check them out, please, at PCRecruiter.net. Okay. Uh, back to Denny Bird. What about the counteroffer? Do you like the way that Andrew handles it? I don't. I actually agree with you for once um, that that is a little con- confrontational. Whenever they have those kind of counteroffers, I normally still send them over to my client because at least my client knows what's going on in the industry. It might be a waste of time or not. Um, I, it could always sway my candidate. So I still send them over even if they tell me they're having – their current company counter offer back. What, what do you mean you well, send them over? This is well after sending them over. This is your candidate has an offer and they go in and get a counter offer, I believe. Or did I misread that? I didn't understand either, Jerry. Good question. Uh, okay, okay. No, if they if they if I give them an offer and then they come back and say, hey, my company gave me a counter offer. Normally, I do back off at that point. I'm like, just stay there. It's not gonna. I'm not gonna keep going back and forth like this. Okay, but when do you talk about? Do you ever talk? Do you talk about counteroffers before they actually happen, or do you wait until they happen to deal with the issue? I'll ask up front if your current company offered you more money. What would that look like for you to stay? And upfront, on when's up, when does what does upfront mean? At what point in the in the conversation or relationship does upfront mean? Okay, I like it to be particular. Maybe I'm stupid, but I don't understand what these vague terms mean. Okay, please go ahead. I have an upfront, so I ask them in my first conversation. Usually, I ask them, give them a description about what I'm looking for, and then I say, what do you need money wise? They tell me what they need, and then I say, okay, well, if your current company offered you more money, what would that look like? And then we kind of have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just uh, Jerry's group is recruiters who actually make placements. It's a fantastic group. What can I say? It's a very fitting name. We don't let just everybody in. There are other yeah. groups for that. You're a snob, okay? But anyway, you it's know a good it. group. Yeah, it it's is a good group. Yeah. Okay. And so if so if if uh so if they say they would accept a hundred thousand dollar offer from their existing um company, you'll still send them out to your to your client, but you'll tell them that. Hey, this guy, you know, if if somebody offers him a hundred, he's going with them. Right? Right. Okay. Now the other thing Andrew said, Andrew Godomsky, he said he said candidates you know, don't get to use our clients to kick tires. And that's the exact opposite of what I've always thought. You know, I'm calling people out of the blue, people who are hard to find, people who don't come a dime a dozen, you know, people you can't say, I'm going to do a search and come up with 15 candidates and send out the resumes. These guys are hard to move. I'm happy to tell them, look, you don't have to make up a dec- make a decision now to move. Just go have a chat with the client. You'll meet somebody new. You might learn something about your industry from someone else's point of view, and you'll see what they're offering. I, you know, much better than I can actually tell you. There's no commitment involved. He seems to be saying yes. that he doesn't like that. What do you think? No, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think so much of jobs and just professionalism is making those connections. It doesn't hurt to go have a 20-minute conversation with somebody. And like you said, you could make a new connection. It could sound better than what I'm describing it. You could fall in love with this hiring manager. Who knows? Um, and, and kind of go from there. Does anybody else on the line want to talk about that? I think that's an important issue. Anybody who's here, Anthony, if you're still here, anybody else? It's Joe. Joe who? Joe Mulling? Joe! Joe Skronik. So um, I never told. This must have been no, the first time no, calling no, for no. you. 
That's not this yeah, name. You, uh, fake name. You, uh, let's see, in the group, you uh, thought I was promoting stuff in the wrong type of group, so we had that chat. But, um, but yeah, first-time <laughs> caller, been part of the group for a long time, listened on and off. I'm a vice president at Automotive Dynamics. Um, but my take is you want to always be closing on, on, on these candidates. Um, every time. So my take is a whole different. If they're not going to, if if it's not 90% chance they're going to take the offer, I'm not going to send them. Really? Yes. I don't get it. I mean, like, well, you're, so you're making them make up their mind before they even go out and, and visit the candidate, just based on what you tell them. Is that the client, rather, based on what you tell them? Is that is that what you're saying right now? Yeah, Keep in mind, you're always these these clients are very fickle. So you're trying to save face with these clients. If you do this every time and like, well, they just want to have a discussion, and they get down the offers, you know, three times in a row, and they don't take it, you know, that's that looks bad upon you. I don't know anybody. Does anybody agree with Joe? What kind of candidates are you talking about, Joe? Warehouse candidates? I mean, I think it's, as historically probably. Uh, 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 Danny Bird, Danny Bird, give give Joe a chance to finish. We want to know the context <laughs> of his, his remarks. What kind of candidates I, are you talking about? Historically, very technical embedded systems, uh, automotive, like guys making a hundred, hundred and thirty thousand. Okay, like you're sort of like in the Stephen Nahez, uh category. You're, you're working the same stuff as him, right? Engineers. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay, well, wow. Well, you know what? He's got a very uh, unique, maverick kind of uh, business as well. So maybe that goes with your territory. I don't know. I'm happy to find somebody, let's say, who's very strategic, project manager with a certain kind of health industry background. Just go out and talk to my client. They are lucky, in my opinion, they're lucky to get somebody to talk to them. You know, I don't have to close the guy before (laughs) – before he goes and has a chat. I mean, really, for me, that's the opposite point of view. I'm sure you're more successful than me, okay? There you go. Anyway, Danny, thank you, Joe. And, Joe, you should be a guest. i got lots of spaces left. In. You sound like you can talk. I can hear you. You've done lots of spaces in January. You can be the first person of the year if you want. Anyway. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, okay. I'll get, to, I'll get in touch with you after the show. I'm enjoying talking to Danny Bird right now. Danny, do you attend any conferences, recruiting conferences? I do locally in the Houston area. Well, what do you mean? What's locally? What's, is there a conference or a meetup? There's a difference, you know. You've got to be very exact when you're talking to me. <laughs> There's a Source Houston. It's more sourcing-related. Hire Tool came uh-huh. and talked to us, things like that. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Who came from Hire Tool? Was it Nin or, or one of his underlings? No, him. He came. Yeah, nice guy. Okay. And a good recruiter as well. Okay. Um, let me see. Do you tell people why they didn't get the job? How do you turn off the losers? Uh, I mean, that's always such a tough, touchy subject. I do try to share some feedback if I think it's going to be helpful, but if it's, hey, your personality isn't going to fit here, then obviously I don't share that. But if it's a situation where, you know, your degree is just unfortunately in the wrong subject area or we just need more experience in X, Y, Z, then I do try to share that. You know what? Oh, they, they could, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to be reasonable or agree with you. They could still start a fuss if you told them something like, you know, they, they want someone with a degree in a different, uh, a different field. They could say, well, so what? I can do the job. doesn't mean anything. Correct. They're crazy. It's I, you're taking your you're taking your professional life in your hands. I've come to the conclusion, if you actually give people any feedback, I've heard some real horror stories. I don't know how representative they are, but you you could you could run into a lot of trouble. And you 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 go by that as well, right? Sounds you're not going to argue with me about that, are you? No, no arguing right now. Okay. okay. Have you ever tried microdosing? I hear it's very popular in the uh, Silicon Valley area. No, I don't even know what that is. You take 10 to 15 micrograms of LSD to produce like a very <laughs> mild. It's it. You don't go on a trip. It makes you more alert and energetic and helps you work. 
okay? So it's coming, okay? It hasn't gotten to you in Texas yet, but it's coming. Maybe no, Joe has used Maybe Joe's used it in Detroit or wherever he's working. I, I don't know about Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's a little more. Yes, I have taken acid. Okay, but Good no, you. have you used? Have you have you microdosed in order to use it for work to make you more alert and, and excited? At no, work? no, I did it strictly for the enjoyment and party. Twenty years you didn't ago, have any, You didn't get 30. any enlightenment. You didn't get any enlightenment from it. No enlightenment. Oh, oh I sure did. <laughs> Never again. Hey, okay. cut out this part of the tape. I can't have my family here and there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about this, uh, Danny? Uh, sitting down with the hiring manager. You, you sit down with them and open your laptop and you go to your favorite search engine and, you know, search with them to find people on, you know, maybe their LinkedIn connections. Do you ever do anything like that? I have not, actually, um, Unfortunately, most of my clients are not in anywhere Local. near my vicinity, but uh-huh. honestly, I try to keep my tools to myself, <laughs> and I don't share uh-huh. that information. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe this is the last question. What about referrals? You seem to be somebody. I like you. You sound very nice. I know you said on Twitter that you don't ever use, but you say you're a mom there. You sound like a very nice mom, Okay. Um, anyway, okay. so I, am, I imagine when you talk to people with your capital letters and your emails and your, your personality, that you, you might get some actual results when you act, ask them for referrals. Am I right about that? How does, how does it go for you? Yeah. Yeah, no, asking for referrals uh, works quite a bit of the time. Walk us through so it. And I now do. you know what that means. When I ask you to walk me through it, I want to know how you actually ask for it. When do you ask for it? What do you say? So if I'm cold calling someone and they just say, oh, hey, we're not, I'm not interested, then, of course, I do the follow-up and say, hey, if you know of anyone that would be interested, this is my contact info. Please, you know, share it. Um, or if I call and they say, hey, I'm not interested right now, okay, great. Well, if something should change, give me a call back. Um, I also reach out to higher level people on like LinkedIn or via their resume and reach out and introduce myself and just see if they have any underlings that they can think of that would be a good fit for my job. Hold on a second. Wait a second. So first, the first, uh, wait a sec. The first thing you did, and I don't have enough Uh time to even, even yell at you. The first thing you said was not even a referral. It was not a referral. You said, look, get in touch with me. You didn't say, hey. Who else do you know? And they say, I don't know anybody. Oh, come on. You've got to know somebody. You've been in the business 10 years. Don't tell me you don't know anybody, okay? You're not doing – that's getting a referral. You're not doing any of that. Oh, you're just saying, okay, get in touch with me if someone comes to mind or change your mind. That's not asking for a referral. That's number one. Number two – No, you are you're demanding con- a referral. I am asking for a referral. There's you didn't ask for a referral. The first example wasn't asking for a referral. The second one, I just have to get this clear before the show ends. You contact people you don't know and ask them to recommend people from their own staff. Am I right about that? Not their staff. I mean, if they have someone on their staff, but someone they know elsewhere in their network. And how, how are the results on that? I mean, I don't have figures, but again, it comes out to networking opportunities. No, no. Do you get many? Yeah, I get a lot of people. Okay, here I'll express something vague. I get a lot of people. I don't get, or I get a moderate amount. Sometimes it'll it'll produce a candidate or somebody for me to talk to in the future. What, what, how does it? Just give us a grade on a scale of one to ten or something like that. Just give us an idea. How well does that work? That LinkedIn I thing going ask on a lower level one to ten is probably a five on the lower level. Upper level, I do not have very much success with referrals. Okay, is there anything you'd like to say with me before the show ends, Daddy? That no, we didn't sure. talk about. That you didn't raise anything. You come back next time. You'll tell. You'll think about it in advance. I enjoy talking with you. you. Sound like a a nice guy. Okay, now I shouldn't. According to Lori. I shouldn't call you that. But everybody, Joe, Anthony, Jerry, Denny, thank you.
least that can be underestimated. Well, Marco, let me tell you, that, that is shocking. I'm just jumping in to say that is shocking. Okay, I'm back to funny? Isn't that funny? When I start to talk, finally get a chance to start talking, the mouthpiece comes in. Go ahead, Jer. Take over. Well, you know, it's like you're a puppet, and um, and Jerry's, it's Jerry's voice. You're the, he's the ventriloquist. <laughs> hey, I was just interjecting. I'm not taking over. I was just interjecting. <laughs> Something 